You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Shay Dixon is here with me coming off a busy weekend in Baton Rouge, not only camps, Uh, Thursday and Friday, and then the official visitors in town. So we've got a lot to get to on this podcast, heavy recruiting on this Monday edition. And we're going to jump right in with recapping the official visit weekend for LSU and two Florida prospects that LSU is in good shape for out of the five that visited. Uh, Let's lead off with DeMario Tolan, Shea Dixon. Uh, It's the Orlando Dr. Phillips four-star linebacker. LSU, Clemson, kind of battling it out there. Miami in the mix. They're supposed to host him this weekend. Uh, there's no crystal ball prediction yet in his recruitment, but something kind of tells me that that might end up changing. Yeah, and I mean, how many times have we talked about him being a guy that Blake Baker is, has been super high on? I mean, you look at wanting this linebacker board uh, to be filled out at some point, you know, where would it go? They don't have any current commitments at linebacker. They've now changed D coordinator and linebackers coach this off season. And we continue to say on the board uh, on go 24 seven that look, wait until summer camp hits. We saw a lot of guys come in. We'll talk about a few of them on the show, but I think Tolan's up there as high as anyone on their wish list. And um, look, you look at him, he's a four star. He's ranked kind of right in that 100 to 200 range uh, in some spots outside the 200, but it's continued to creep up. I think you'll see uh, his ranking improve more and more. And for me, and, and I think you agree, Billy, it looks like an LSU-Miami battle. As you mentioned, Miami visit is this weekend. Uh, and after that, maybe we hear something. Uh, we haven't put in our crystal ball picks yet, but uh, I think you and I both feel like unless Miami really blows it out of the park uh, this coming weekend, that LSU could be inching closer to Uh, to popping a guy that they really want in this class. And kudos to Blake Baker. He identified him early on. He identified him while he was at Miami and recruited him there as well. So he's got a really good relationship with him. Um, And, you know, Tennessee hosted him for an official visit early on in the month. Auburn, Florida State. I mean, there's been a lot of different programs kind of in the mix. He's actually on an unofficial visit on Monday to USF uh, to see the Bulls and check out that program. But, you know, I think with with LSU, they just made a really big move for him. And and it seems like from all that we've gathered, they've really done a good job recruiting him. And the same can be said for another Florida prospect that was on campus, Niceville's uh, Azariah Thomas, uh, a defensive back, corner safety, plays on the offensive side as uh, an athlete uh, on the 24-7 sports rankings. But Andrew Ivins, uh, who did his scouting report, uh, compares him Uh, to Trayvon Diggs, former Alabama cornerback. And really, I think that's a good comp for him. Once he gets into a college weight room, he's going to be able to put on uh, some serious mass. He's got broad shoulders. Um, And the thing about it is, is Corey Raymond really did a great job on this recruitment. I talked with Azariah uh, about his official visit to LSU. And if you you know, haven't read that, check it out on go247.com for sure, because he gave some really good stuff on Corey Raymond and uh, just how he prioritized him and wanted to develop him and really made him and his mom feel at home. Uh, Georgia Tech Georgia Tech is also in the mix uh, for Azariah Thomas. That's where his brother uh, plays as well as a defensive back. But uh, an, again, another prospect without a crystal ball pick in. He's on the edge of being a top 100 prospect overall. 
on both 24-7 sports and the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, this is trending pretty well for LSU right now, ahead, in, ahead of an official visit to Oklahoma. Yeah, and I mean, he gave you some good quotes. Like you said, check out that article on Go 24-7. He reviews the whole trip. I thought one thing that was interesting, Billy, was these Florida kids, they didn't all come in with a trainer or a coach. They all came in with their family. There were five of them total. Uh, and both Thomas and Tolan were guys who brought uh, their folks with them. And you mentioned Corey Raymond being so involved all weekend. We saw Elias Ricks and Derek Stingley hang back in town uh, and spend time with Ezra Thomas over the weekend. And again, this is a lot like Tolan. We knew that camp season, or at least the month of June, which would also be official visits, would clear up some, uh, not confusion, but at least the outlook moving forward on some of these positions. We just talked about linebacker. Now let's talk about cornerback. They had early a handful of guys in. Really, all of them committed in January, three guys. Well, uh, now we've seen Marcus Scott after coming to camp. Uh, the two sides sort of say, hey, we're going to m- separate, move apart. Marcus Scott ends up committing to Missouri. You're down to LaTerrence Welsh and Darian Rhyme, two guys you've you felt good about and, and you've evaled and, and you really like them. Where does the corner room go from there? I think we've seen now with Thomas coming in, them being able to see him in person, everything checked out. And as you mentioned, the amount of time the staff and the players put in, it's clear that he's a top target for them. Uh, and we'll talk about a few other guys here that were uh, in town over the weekend from Florida on official visits. But Billy, me and you are, are in lockstep here. We think they leave the weekend in the best spot for the two guys we led off with here and Demario Tolan, at linebacker, and then Azariah Thomas, who's ranked as an athlete, uh, but as a guy at cornerback who they really like. And not to bury, uh, you know, a five-star prospect here, uh, but as we move into that next wave uh, or that next tier of prospects uh, that was on campus for LSU, but maybe not in as good of a spot for five-star safety, Kamari Wilson, the IMG Academy standout. He was there. He had a really good visit uh, from what we heard from sources. Uh, LSU did a great job, really gave him, honestly, some things to think about uh, the over. Whelming, I would say buzz still is that Georgia is going to be tough to beat out here for Kamari Wilson. But I think you got to give uh, Durante Jones a lot of credit for the way he's recruited him. Uh, Blake Baker's been involved with that one as well. Corey Raymond, um, even Jacoby Matthews was FaceTiming Kamari Wilson while on his Texas A&M official visit, uh, which we can kind of talk about uh, a little bit later on. But uh, for the most part, this was a good visit for Kamari Wilson. Still, though, it seems like the dogs are going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, crazier things have happened. And, and look, LSU's gone up against Georgia before and battled them and, and gotten guys. So the DBU press being the number one safety, safety being a need, all of that makes sense. Uh, we are just acknowledging, we're not blowing smoke here, the, the reality that the crystal ball picks, which a lot of all of them are on Georgia from Rusty, uh, at the Georgia site to guys like Steve Wilfong. Uh, there's a reason for it. I'm with you that um, good to get them on campus. We'll see where it goes, but uh, as not to get the listeners hopes up, we still think Georgia would be the team to beat. And then we move to another defensive back and one that uh, again, kind of built in that Azariah Thomas mold, Chris Graves. Um, he's headed to um, uh, he's got the crystal ball right now is on Miami for him. And he's got another official visit to round out the month, South Carolina. Uh, Miami hosted him that very first weekend, and they lead in the crystal ball. Again, he had some good things to say about LSU, but even when I asked him, you know, who, which schools are he, is he talking with the most, 
Um, and not that he was ranking him, but the first school he said was Miami. So um, it seems like Miami's in a good spot for Chris Graves as well. And um, and then the the kind of the wild card one where you if you look at his offer list and you kind of look at where he's officially visited, uh, you would say, OK, well, maybe LSU's got a better shot than than they might think here. And that's Nigel Lee Kelly, uh, who is um, really a, a highly recruited prospect. It seems like he would be one out of the Fort Lauderdale area to really, really blow up in the rankings uh, as his uh, senior season unfolds. And, and, you know, it would make sense. I mean, six, uh, 13 sacks in six games uh, last year in 2020, so almost two sacks or over two sacks a game. And so he's got that that frame that you can really build on. Um, but he's been a Florida State commitment before. He's checked out Indiana. He's supposed to go to Oregon this coming weekend for an official visit. And then he's got a, a Florida State official visit set for September 5th. And then, by the way, he's got Georgia, Clemson, Georgia Tech, uh, unofficial visits this week as well. So a packed, packed, packed uh, month of June for Nigel Lee Kelly. Um, but it feels like the Seminoles are in a pretty good spot here for him. Uh, and we'll continue to monitor him as well. And, and Andre Carter has really done a nice job recruiting him, Shay. Yeah, it's the same thing of get a big guy like that into campus, get him in when some other Florida guys are there who uh, you come away just wanting to to make some headway with at least a couple of these guys. And and really, let's be real, Will Co- or, excuse me, Kamari Wilson's been up there on their board uh, as a top player, top safety for good reason. He's a five-star, but they really wanted to make some headway with Tolan and Thomas. It seems they did that. Uh, it's not a big surprise to say, hey, to see or think uh, that moving out of the weekend with a guy like him that now, look, as you know, you've been committed to Florida State before. You're going there for the Notre Dame game on your official visit to open the season. Uh, you've got a relationship with that staff um, and things that certainly could continue to trend that way. It won't be a surprise, but uh, at least LSU's got the official visit in. And guys like this, you just now say, OK, let's see if they come back for an unofficial in the fall. If they want to come back closer to signing day. That's when you see if they've got the real interest that sort of carries over beyond a a summer official visit. And one um, name that is making his way back for a visit is Trevante Citizen, uh, the lone official visitor that we've confirmed right now um, for the coming weekend. And he's going to get a chance to get all the attention in the world from the coaching staff. And um, they're going to be able to listen to the pitch and take everything in. It's very rare that LSU brings in a Louisiana prospect for an official visit over the summer. Shea, they opt to do it with Trevante Citizen here. You know, they, he's he's checked out some other programs. Um, USC, Texas, I believe, have hosted him for official visits. Uh, Auburn hosted him as well. And, and this is one where, uh, and Texas A&M has hosted him as well. Um, USC actually didn't end up getting him on, on campus for an official. But LSU needed to kind of take a big swing here and get him on campus and it shows the priority that he is now, and uh, they're going to be able to give him all the attention, and and hopefully it pays off for them. Yeah, and look, the running back board, or at least let's say a commitment to come at running back, which is key in this class, I don't think will come anytime soon, unless Citizen's popping this weekend, which I'm not sure that happens. So and I think that's a little bit by design because now you can figure out after this weekend how interested is Citizen. Did you make up all the ground uh, in certain spots that you really wanted to because he's a national recruit? Look, he's visited Texas and AM and Auburn, all these schools officially this month. He's a top running back in your state. He is a top running back in your state. The other one being Le'Veon Moss, who committed to Bama. Does 
does he end up looking around at any point in the game again? And uh, then they've had other running backs in already on official visits that they felt like they've made some headway with. Uh, they're evaling guys locally still. So in the view of Kevin Falk, I think that they'll probably move into the fall uh, saying, or at least having a, a much better grip on, hey, here is the exact order of guys we want. Here's where we stand. Uh, and we saw Kevin Falk already close Corey Kiner in Ohio and then at the end close Armani Goodwin. So I'm not too overly concerned about any timetable uh, working with Kevin Falk's running back targets and, and commitments because just with one year on the trail, he proved without even being able to go face to face with kids in a, a dead period that lasted the whole cycle uh, that he could get the job done and including a late flip of a guy like Godwin, uh, excuse me, a guy like uh, Armani Goodwin um, from Auburn and LSU's class. So whether it's citizen or a moss flip or someone else uh, coming into the fold as a second running back or however this might unfold. Uh, I've got some faith in Kevin Falk just because uh, in the little sample size that we've got of him recruiting, he's proven to done really well with it. And and his approach is one that seems to sit well with running backs in terms of not feeling overly pressured to go ahead and get things done. And I, I think this is the right move just from a standpoint of you know, you look at what Trevante Citizen did in limited carries, nine yards a carry, uh, was a star on the other side of the ball. Uh, I think he's better than than his recruiting ranking, you know, at least for us, you know, just quite honestly. Uh, and I could see him moving up a little bit. He's 140, uh, 139 overall on the composite, 201 for us nationally uh, here at 24-7 Sports. I've got my crystal ball pick in for LSU to land him. And I think as LSU continues to kind of circle those Louisiana prospects that they're really high on and want to go after and go and get, they've shown over the last couple cycles that most likely they're going to get. So with Trevante Citizen officially visiting, it shows how big of a priority is and that they're swinging for the fences to get him on board and in the class really this summer and, and get him um, you know into the mix and, and just another piece for Walker Howard uh, and that uh, LSU 2022 recruiting classes offensive uh, commits uh, to get on board. And and so, uh, like I said, it's a huge weekend for LSU to really make some waves in that recruitment. And we'll be tracking it all on go247.com. As we get ready to uh, continue to track kind of the camp fallout on Go247, uh, we wanted to share some final thoughts with you guys on the last round of camps, um, some buzz out there on uh, whether it be the camp circuit nationally or uh, in-state evals. We've got plenty to talk about on that front, on the other side of this break from the Go 24-7 podcast, so stick with us, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. 
Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. A quick reminder, guys, to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow the Go 24-7 podcast wherever you check out your podcast at. Also, feel free to uh, check out our subscription uh, as well for the VIP tidbits on official visitors and the board and who's trending on the crystal ball. Uh, it's a good time to do that as a lot of these prospects will start to make decisions uh, as the summer rolls along, at least in 2022. So, Shay, uh, let's kind of go in the 2023 direction here um, with some quarterback talk. And we've seen kind of a busy little run here of quarterback, you know, news. Arch Manning has been making visits. He took an LSU unofficial visit. He's been to Clemson. He's been to Bama. He's been all over. Eli Holstein, who's a Zachary quarterback now, uh, is trending on the crystal ball for Texas A&M. Ricky Collins, a Baton Rouge area prospect, picked up an offer this month at camp. We also saw a lot of out-of-state kids come in in camp um, in the 2023 Classic quarterback at camp. And um, there was some good. There was some... Um, you know, guys that probably didn't shine the way the staff wanted them to. But overall, I mean, they got some big names on campus and a successful little run there for the offensive staff. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was overall a, a good look. When you reflect back on a whole month of, of what they've done with camps and then having to get guys in uh, in different stretches that uh, it, it's all worked out for them. Uh, by and large, and and I think it brings us to one point because we talk, everyone loves to talk about quarterbacks, and and we can obviously start there. Walker Howard, and he was hanging around again this past camp. We saw him this past weekend, Billy. He's locked in, and we heard it again from sources over the weekend. They're not even entertaining 2022 recruiting anymore. It is for quarterbacks. It's Walker Howard, and he's in the boat. And you obviously have Brennan and Max Johnson and Nussmeyer on campus. There, a lot of people are high on Nussmeyer coming up into the program. So you're sitting in a spot where quarterback recruiting has gone super well for you. And, and that's not always been the case. So you're already excited about that. You look ahead to 2023. You had Arch Manning on campus already uh, this past week. You had Ricky Collins in twice, Woodlawn's quarterback for 2023. He ends up getting an offer. And then you had a bunch of out-of-state guys. I mean, we can run down a whole list, but uh, a large number of the guys that they had already offered uh, came in, including guys like Cameron Edge up uh, from DeMatha, where they've signed Greg Penn, uh, the quarterback there. He came down uh, this past weekend and threw and was definitely the best quarterback we, uh, you and I saw, Billy, when we were out there on Thursday and Friday at LSU Elite Camp. So they've handed out a bunch of offers over the past year. They've gotten all these guys to campus. And uh, sort of curiously, the one name we didn't see swing through was Eli Holstein, Zachary's quarterback, who they did offer when Steve Ensmere was on staff. I know that uh, guys like George Munoz, who sort of run quarterback recruiting, by and large, as guys like Jake Pizza uh, focus on being the OC and, and everything that comes with it. Uh, and when Munoz was working to get quarterbacks in, we saw him and he came in. And and we know he's been in touch with Holstein. And Holstein made stops at Bama and AM and Ohio State and all these other places. And, and look, he's, he lives right down the road. You've got to get out and see those places. It's your first shot, too. I, I get that. But it, it's also, I think the feeling is growing, Billy, that Holstein's looking outside the state. We saw that he just landed a crystal ball prediction for Texas A&M. Could they be the team that emerges for him? But as we move forward into 2023 recruiting, knowing that Walker Howard's in the boat for this class, and, and we can go ahead and open the book on the discussion for next year, uh, we'll talk about guys like all of them. But I would say if you're talking about the in-state guys at this point, 
Holstein, and, and I know, like, I won't even go into Arch Manning and make any case for if I think he's going to LSU or not. He's at least visited this month, and he did so with his family and, and his buddies and all of that. So there's some interest there. I like Ricky Collins a good bit, and, and they seem to like some of these out-of-state guys. I just don't think if I'm people in Louisiana, I'm getting my hopes up that Holstein uh, ends up going to LSU and, and being the guy behind Walker Howard in, in the 23 class. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I've seen Eli Holstein. I've talked to them a couple of times. You know, I, I think it's one where it can be both. I, I don't necessarily think he's scared off by Walker Howard. I mean, you know, there are guys that go, you know, play at different schools every year with with highly touted prospects here and there. And now they've got the unique bond of, you know, bond, I say, of of being at STM and then Eli Holstein transferring out so that he can get onto the field as a starter early on. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like for whatever reason, there wasn't really that that bond with LSU on the Eli Holstein front and um, even with, you know, the offensive staff change. So um, I think that one is is one that will you know be tracking for sure, because maybe he changes his tune if he sees, you know, LSU's offenses fall and, and he wants to stay in Baton Rouge. Maybe he, he starts showing more interest. But for now, I mean, it seems like they're on Arch Manning really, really hard. I think Ricky Collins is the one that as of now, I would probably you know, if I was doing a way, way, way early 2023 class, I would probably pencil him in as your quarterback commit um, and really not think anything of it because he had a really good season uh, for Woodlawn in a, in a shortened season and was able to you know, produce. And then he was really strong at camp. So I think LSU is going to be able to find a 2023 quarterback that fits into the system well and um, will eventually battle the likes of Walker Howard, Garrett Nussmeyer and those guys down the line um, for the starting job. And you mentioned Nussmeyer as a name that is catching a lot of, uh, you know, attention. He was watching these quarterbacks that were on campus like a hawk, especially on uh, that Thursday uh, in the morning and in the afternoon when he was working camp. He was really high on a couple of the young quarterbacks sl- throwing the ball around. Davey Belford and um, uh, Hassan Longstreet, both of those guys were really good as 2025 guys. Yes, 2025. Um, and you can just tell Garrett's really locked into, um, I-, I think, just – playing the position and, and knowing where to go with the ball. I mean, he was kind of calling things out for for those quarterbacks in seven-on-seven seven before uh, they could even see him. So the quarterback position for LSU is in a good spot. And um, we mentioned earlier that Demario Tolan uh, is one that LSU is in a good spot for. Sean Murphy, another top 100 prospect, LSU is in a good spot for. But let's talk about Harold Perkins, the 2022 five-star, stopping into campus for an unofficial visit into camp. That was really big to see, um, you know, coming off some official visits for him. LSU hasn't used their official visit with him, which is good uh, for them. They can save it for later. It seems like he just continues to show the right amount of interest in LSU. It does. And look, he's a five-star. He's the guy that sits top so many wish lists. And it's tough to say, like, okay, boil it down to just a few things, but I'll try to here. I think that it shows sincere interest that in the span of what was really 14, 16 days, he was on campus three times uh, in the month of June. And we know he's got some New Orleans connections, but he was coming into Louisiana to visit with LSU staff. And and I thought most telling was that – and I guess I'm I'm in the recruiting mind frame, so if this doesn't make total sense to the listeners, that's fine. But you can kind of get a drift of where I'm going. 
often kids will come in and there were camps that first weekend and Billy, I'm a five-star, I'm coming in, I'll work out. And, and then after that, you know, in the morning session, then I'll be done and we'll hang out a bit. And if I come back to campus later that month, it'll just be to hang around and I might swing through for an afternoon. He did a full-on visit to start the month, did it again after that, then came back and said, I just want to camp and worked out through the morning session, got a little banged up, dislocated his finger, uh, nothing major, but um, that kind of cut short what would have been a full day of camp, uh, you know, being out there with Blake Baker and the rest of the staff, but was able to hang out after that. And I just think that even coming back for camp the third time and wanting to just say, hey, I'll suit up, that's what guys over time who commit have real interest. That's kind of the actions they take. So I'll also boil it down simply to my thoughts that it's LSU A&M and Houston's got a lot of talent right now, Billy. You cover uh, Texas a good amount. Uh, you know that how much uh, A&M is putting an emphasis on to Houston right now. And a lot of his buddies uh, are either going to A&M, have gone to A&M or are in the mix with A&M. So I'm watching the Aggies here definitely uh, because like, I, I know he's got buddies in LSU's class. I just think, and, and I don't know if he's committing and I'm, I won't presume that he's committing somewhere just because that's where his buddies go. But we see that work in LSU's favor all the time with the Louisiana kids. That's what A&M is trying to do right now. Uh, in terms of keeping the local guys at home. Yeah, it seems like this cycle, the the A&M and Bama battles with LSU, along with Texas too, are really coming to the forefront more than ever. Um, that seems to be the trio of schools where as we look at most of the prospects that are kind of being recruited uh, by LSU, those are the the big schools that I'm at least seeing for the most part. So a lot of regional action, a lot of interconference, you know, in A&M and Bama's case against LSU, Recruiting battles in it makes sense. Harold Perkins is really, really good. He was excellent uh, in the drills that he did before he uh, dislocated his finger uh, with a, by tipping a ball away. So it was good for him to get out there and camp with Blake Baker, get a feel for how he coaches. Raylan Wilson, a 2023 top 247 linebacker, was also on campus, came over from Tallahassee uh, to camp, was really jacked up about the offer when he got it from LSU and, and seemed to have a really good time as well. He was tremendous, I thought, in drills. Um, working out at linebacker, and then Jaden Osbury, uh, the the linebacker in the 2023 class, was awesome on um, on Friday. If you wanted to talk about maybe like a top performer type uh, list that we would put together from the camp, I mean he was right on it. Um, you know because he was uh, just everywhere. I felt like and really showed uh, why he's a five star on the 24/7 Sports Composite and a top 100 prospect for us. Austin Osbury was also very, very good safety out of Baton Rouge U, U High. Both of those guys are uh, the sons of Verge Osbury, LSU's deputy AD, and both had really strong camps. And I was you know, just very impressed with Austin Osbury and what he was able to do um, as the more, I would say, underrated brother of the two. Yeah, I mean, Jaden for next year carries that five-star label already as the top 25, top 20, 30 player in the country on the 24-7 composite, 24-7's rankings, have him right in that same range overall. Uh, but boy, Austin, I thought, showed a ton. Uh, and he lined up at corner, he lined up at safety. I talked to him um, before we did this podcast, uh, and he said that LSU, for instance, he's known Corey Raymond forever, but this was big for him to get a chance to come to campus, work out, and get to know Durante Jones, the defensive coordinator, more because Durante Jones is also the safeties coach. They don't have any safeties committed. Uh, and they want Austin to play safety. And Austin said that he thinks with where his body's growing and it's just overall athleticism game, 
he fits a little bit better at the safety spot. So I know we've got him ranked as a corner, but uh, when you're in this safety discussion for the current class moving forward, and and we've talked about some guys already on the podcast that that fit into that mold, uh, add Austin Osbury to it. He says that's where LSU is really pressing him, and the same for schools like uh, Alabama and Notre Dame and, and other places he's visited this summer. Yep, and another name to know in the cornerback, you know, safety kind of mold is Jordan Allen, who worked out. Um, LSU still evaluating him, no offer yet uh, to Jordan Allen out of uh, Lafayette Christian Academy. And then Khalip Edwards, uh, one of the state's top linebackers in 2022, uh, worked out for the staff as well, moved around fairly well, uh, had his moments of, of you know strong play and coverage. I felt like he worked out with Blake Baker. Uh, both are kind of you know on the board for LSU, but no offer yet. So we'll see if those guys... Uh, pick up offers. What did you think about Jordan Allen and, and Khalid? Man, I thought that Jordan Allen's a physical kid. And and I get, look, he's going to stick at corner. That's where he worked all of camp. They didn't test him at safety. I think he could play some safety. He's just really physical. Now, where does the board sit moving forward at corner? I'm not sure. If they get a guy like Thomas, you've got three commits. Do you, uh, where else are you kind of Feeding, feeling out your numbers in terms of how many you can put to that corner room. And and over time, do you look at him as just a guy, hey, let me get him on board and he could play either. They know with an LCA guy, they've signed Sage Ryan already. They've offered other guys at the school. They've got connections there that, that they can keep things warm and continue to evaluate their board. But um, look, at the same time, Allen's got 40-plus offers. He's making a lot of college visits. I think he'd love to have the LSU offer, uh, but it won't surprise me at some point uh, if the waiting game doesn't wait any longer and he pops for an out-of-state program. But not to get ahead of myself there, I don't think that's happening you know, in the next month or anything like that. I think Jordan Allen's one that we're going to watch more closely too, and unless he gets an offer earlier uh, as a senior at LCA. They'll have a, a close eye on that team with a couple of prospects that they like in this 2022 class. And then finally in 2023, uh, Kai Preen is a prospect that worked out for LSU as well and I, I just thought he was really really good uh an asc- ascension catholic standout he plays all over for them uh, he worked out at running back and wide out i think at some point you got to see him getting an offer uh, athletically he can play for lsu uh, he's a teammate of jamon tap a top 2022 uh, target for lsu as well um, i just thought he was great and he really raved about it and seems to be okay going through the process with kevin falk and mickey joseph to get evaluated for an offer see what comes from that um, they want to see him play a little bit more receiver this fall but overall I mean he was really really good and you know worked out in that afternoon session on Thursday and then came back again uh, for Friday to uh, work out as well so just a really really strong two days for Kai Preen as well yeah he's one I'm watching closely and like you said he could play receiver can play running back was willing to put in two separate days of working at both so won't surprise me at all to hear that ultimately he might get offered at some point. And there's a guy like like a, a lot like that in this current class uh, down in South Louisiana, Terrebonne, and Jalen Lucas, who, uh, of course, Mason Smith, a bit biased being from the area, was out there working camp. But uh, he kind of maneuvered over from the big men for a bit to watch the skill guys and was super high on Lucas. And look, I we talk about it all the time, track times, and we browse through all of the different regionals and certainly the state finals events. and. And Lucas was on all of those. I mean, he went all the way to state uh, in multiple track events. He's certainly a speedster. He's in that 5'7", 5'8", range. Uh, and is one of the better just pure athletes in the state. 
Now he's got a handful of offers. Does the school like LSU come calling? I'm not certain, but I know that after his workout this weekend where they saw him at running back, saw him at receiver, uh, guys like O and Pete's are able to get an eye on him, Falk and Mickey Joseph. Uh, when you have a showing like that and you catch the attention of coaches like that, you slowly work your way up uh, more and more into the the line of sight for where this class could go and potential offers. And uh, I think uh, he put himself in a stock up position, uh, a guy like Jalen Lucas did. Yeah, a lot more uh, coverage of LSU's camp, uh, the final camp of the summer for the program uh, to come on Go247.com. But we wanted to run you guys down the entire um, really weekend between official visits and camps. So we did that and we uh, did it for you guys in uh, on this Monday edition of the podcast. So be sure to stay tuned later in the week. We'll have another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast coming out. Keep it locked on Go247.com for all the latest VIP recruiting scoop that you need. Check us out. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Unbody. Thanks for the, listening to this edition of the podcast. We will catch you guys next time. Have a good one. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.